It's crushing. It's devastating for various reasons. But anybody in this room, anybody know a couple who maybe they haven't been able to have a child, but they're still following the Lord, still trusting in God? Does anyone know anybody like that? I know we do. Mary and I do. And aren't you so proud of them? Aren't you? It's so powerful when you witness a couple who have struggled in that area. Yes, there's heartbreak. Yes, there's pain and grief and disappointment. And yet they continue to faithfully serve the Lord. But I'd also say, Mary and I would tell you, it doesn't always play out that way. As pastors, Mary and I have witnessed people do the most evil and wicked things to one another. One of the worst was a lady that we were pastoring and she couldn't conceive. And because she couldn't conceive, her husband left her. He divorced her. He divorced her because he wanted his own kids and adoption wasn't good enough for him. And so he left. I don't think I've ever met or encountered someone as devastated as this woman was. I mean, imagine already having this pain of not being able to bear a child and then it's magnified 10, 100, 1,000 times by her husband who, as he faces this disappointment, as he experiences the setback, he responds by rejecting and leaving his wife because she can't have his child. But here in this story, they are childless. They're unable to conceive. And by the way, for a long time now, the Bible says that they're both very old. But did you hear what I said? As you read that account, no one bails, right? No one leaves. Yes, of course, they're disappointed. There's pain in their hearts, but there's no derailing. I, I want to show us verses 8, 9, and 10. Zechariah, look at what he does. He continues to faithfully serve as a priest before God. He goes into the temple, he burns the incense as all the worshipers are praying outside. By the way, here, just imagine, he's burning the incense at the altar of incense in the temple. And the idea is as the smoke rises, it symbolizes the prayers of those people rising before God. So Zechariah has a pretty important job that day. He's serving the Lord. Even in the midst of the disappointment, heartbreak, he's serving the Lord. He's made that commitment to serve God. In fact, I would say they're following in the footsteps of Joshua, right? But as for me and my household, regardless of the circumstances, we will serve the Lord. In fact, would you say that with me? But as for me and my household, we serve the Lord. If you're taking notes, you you might want to write that one down. I hope it challenges you just a little bit today. Because where have you encountered disappointment? Where have you allowed a setback to really take you off track where you're no longer in the service of God? What has happened in your life that has derailed you where you're no longer in the service of God? I want you to really think through this in your own life. If that's you, it might be time for you to come back. (laughs) If that's you, I can't think of a better time than right now to come back into the service of the Lord. And again, if you feel led, just write it down or whisper it to the Lord. This is between you and Him and just say, God, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Even though things haven't gone how I thought they should go, even though things haven't gone like I wanted them to go, I'm ready to serve you, Lord. I'm ready to do your will. And then could all of us just make the commitment as Zechariah and Elizabeth made, but again, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. All right, well, at that moment, verse 11, something pretty supernatural happens. An angel appears. Wow, right? I mean, right? 2019, like, whoa. And then not only does the angel appear, the angel speaks. 
of course we'd be afraid. Come on now. So what is it? the angel always, always has to say? First line, do not be afraid, right? Fear not. Do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard, the angel says. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. You're going to call him John. He's going to be a joy, a delight to you. Many will rejoice because of his birth. He's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. Never going to take wine or other fermented drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. Wow. <laughs> he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. He's going to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. This is so good, church. He's going to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Wow, that's amazing. So here he is. Zechariah, been faithful to God all these years, still serving the Lord, still obeying the Lord, praying to the Lord. He's even been picked to burn the incense, which again is a big, important deal. And then an angel of the Lord appears to him and begins speaking to him. And not only is an angel speaking to, uh, to Zechariah, but the angel is specifically now speaking about something that you thought could never happen. Right, the angel could have been talking about anything, but instead he's speaking right into that area, that one area that you thought never could happen. Why? Because we can't conceive, and at this point we're getting pretty old. So what do you say to an angel after an angel says what the angel just said? What's your response? How? No, 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 no. See, now we're Christians in this room. See, we're, we're so as Christians, we, we're just, you know, he's like, don't be afraid. You know, Zachariah, you're going to have this baby, you're going to name him John, and... You know, we would all just be like, sounds good, right? Great, of course, Gabriel. Of course, your will be done. Let it be. As you wish. For you Princess Bride fans. But in reality, come on. That's what we'd like to think that we'd say, but somebody already said it. Like, how, right? Like, verse 18. Uh, Gabriel, is it? I don't know. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I'm not so sure. See, I'm an old man, and, and my wife, I mean, I love my wife, but I don't know. And then Gabriel, I love his response, if you put it up on the screen. Angel says to him, after he's asking all these questions, I'm Gabriel. <laughs> I stand in the presence of God. Kind of like, you realize who I am, right? Like, you realize who I'm speaking for? I, I stand in his presence? You're going to question him, and we're all like, yeah, come on, Zachariah. Like, you're going to question him? Like, aren't you looking silly? What kind of unintelligent person would question God? Oh, wait. All of us? All of us? Because if you've ever walked with the Lord, I can almost guarantee you, you've had times when you've questioned God. It sounds so ridiculous when we hear about someone else questioning God. You ever done this uh, where you hear someone else and they're going through something kind of hard. They're wrestling through something, maybe having some doubts, some, some questions. And so you just kind of walk in full of faith and you're like, well, you know, you just got to have faith. Just got to trust in the Lord, believe in God. You know, that is so easy to say to someone else, but it is much harder to actually walk out yourself. Because all of us at different times, even though, yeah, we love the Lord, we worship the Lord, we serve the Lord, we're trying our best to obey the Lord, but there's times when He speaks a word to us 
And we go, uh, I don't know. You sure? Like, I'm too old. Or I'm too young. Or I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I mean, do you know who I am? Do you know where I come from? I don't know, God. I'm not so sure. And that leads me to a point that you might want to write this down. I'm not sure religion likes this point, but this is what I see in Scripture today. That even the most righteous person sometimes doubts. Even the most righteous person sometimes doubts. Remember, the Bible said they were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands, His decrees blamelessly. And yet even this man, when he hears the news of having a son, he asks, but how can I be sure? And so even the most righteous sometimes doubt, but praise the Lord, God responds to his doubt. Again, verses 19 and 20, Gabriel responds to Zechariah's doubt. He says, Gabriel says, he says, I was, spent, I was sent to speak to you, Zechariah, but now you don't get to speak until this happens. Because you, see, you didn't believe in my words, which, by the way, Zechariah, they will all come true at their appointed time. So Gabriel said, I came to speak, now you don't get to speak. Oh, and by the way, it's all coming true. Now, a point has to be made here. You see it in the text, but I think as a Christian, you'll see it in your own life. I see it in my life. I mean, yes, he doubted. Absolutely, he doubted. But the angel's words, church, listen up. They're still going to come true. I've seen that the Lord do that so many times in my life where he does something in me and through me in spite of me. You ever been there before? Right? Even when I doubt, even when I seemingly mess it up, his plans are still accomplished. Now, I, I want to say, this is a terrible way to go about life. Right? I, I don't think that's the, the, kind of the uh, uh, way to walk out the Christian life. Of, of course, we're not supposed to walk around in doubt and fear. We, we're supposed to trust the Lord. We're supposed to have faith in the Lord. But look, even though Zechariah doubted, God is letting us know through the angel Gabriel, you're still going to have a son. And why? And this is what's so powerful to me. Why? Because God has a plan. Praise the Lord. See, God has a story. He has a greater narrative that he is unfolding on this earth. It's the story of redemption and salvation. And part of this story is that Zachariah and Elizabeth are going to have a baby and they're going to name him John and he's going to prepare the way for the coming Messiah whose name is Jesus. And so even though Zachariah doubted, God is still going to use him to move his supernatural divine story of salvation forward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's powerful for me and I hope it's powerful for you because anyone else in this room ever messed up before? Like you've so royally messed up that you're almost convinced it's over. I've been there so many times in my life. But then, has anyone in this room ever experienced such an overwhelming measure of God's radical grace that even after you messed up, again and again and again, that the Lord came in and He chose you. He chose you to be a part of His accomplishing of His plans and His purposes. Isn't that the most amazing feeling, church? You know you don't deserve it. You know you didn't earn it. And yet God chooses you to be a part of His plan on this earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to think, each one of us, to think about where the Lord has done that in your life. Again, maybe just write it down or just say it quietly to the Lord. Just thank Him. Thank Jesus for His grace. Thank the Lord for His mercy. Thank the Lord that He is willing 
to still accomplish his plans through us even when we doubted or we feared or we missed the mark in some God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, last verses, verses 21 through 25. It's so good. Meanwhile, the people, they're waiting for Zechariah. They're wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out again, he couldn't speak to them. He's doing these signs. They realize he'd seen a vision, but he's unable to speak. When his time of service is complete, he goes home. But then verse 24 and 25. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. Look at what she says. She says, the Lord has done this for me. In these days, he has shown his favor. He's taken away my disgrace among the people. Something about that this week was so powerful to me. And for some of you, I I just believe that even as you heard that, you're going to receive that today. You could say, as she said, the Lord has done this for me. In those days, he's shown me his favor. He's taken away my disgrace amongst the people. And that's the final point I want to make with these last verses. Again, you might want to write this down. But just simply this, that God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. He didn't forget Elizabeth, and he hasn't forgotten you. Because again, do you see what she says? The Lord has done this for me. In fact, you can kind of imagine her even kind of holding her belly while she says this. I, I, if you've ever been a part of a pregnancy uh, with my wife, I remember there'd be times when you'd just pray over the unborn child and, and you would just thank the Lord and worship the Lord for this, this baby, this, this soon to uh, be a baby boy or girl that's going to come into this world. And, and you can just imagine her just praising the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you did this for me. Lord, in these days, you have shown me favor. You've taken away my disgrace amongst the people. I think it's a beautiful story. A beautiful story. What what a special person Elizabeth is. I'm thankful that we have this example in Elizabeth of a powerful woman of faith in the Bible. Right? She is faithful. But then God is faithful. And she kept serving the Lord all the way into her old age. But then look what happens. This story, yes, she did what she could do, but then we get to see the Lord do what only the Lord can do. Look at Elizabeth. She experiences the favor of God, her disgrace taken away, and it is a grace gift of God where God comes in and does what only God could do. The Lord has done this recently for us as a church, for LifeSpring. We were kind of in an interesting place. That's a good way to describe it. I I remember the Lord told me that 2017 was going to be this year of transformation. And it was. But if 2017 was a year of transformation, 2018 I would describe it as a year of transition. Transition. There was so much change. And it really started to get to me. And not really knowing what was next, just trying to trust in God, trying to be faithful to God. But, but it's hard and attendance has been down and we lost some key leaders, people we loved, people we had in our living room who we were sharing life together with. And then we just were kind of, I don't know, there was just moments where Mary and I sitting around the table just saying, I don't know. I'm not so sure. And yet in the midst of it all, when we really didn't know what was next, the Lord started to just show us His grace started to send us these 
Grace gifts from heaven above. Things we didn't earn, things we didn't deserve. Just gifts from heaven above. And one of those gifts is he sent us Jesse and Debbie Mendoza. From heaven above. Talk about a grace gift. The Lord's favor. If you haven't heard their story yet of how they ended up here, I'd encourage you to ask them. You won't believe it. It's crazy. Maybe Jesse could preach and share his side of the story. But it's divine. It's supernatural. But it's something that the Lord did for us. And it felt like we were waiting for a while. But in reality, it wasn't that long. You ever been there before where it feels like you're waiting forever? But it really wasn't that long. The Lord responded to us. Even though it felt like a long time, I'll tell you, the Lord responded to us in his perfect timing. But as Elizabeth was waiting, as we as a church were waiting, I also know that each one of you today, there's an area where you're waiting. There's an area where you're waiting. These different areas where we're trusting in God. To the best of our abilities, we're trying to remain faithful to God. Sometimes we have doubts. Sometimes we have these worries. Sometimes we have these fears. But as much as we know how, we're trying to serve the Lord. We're trying to remain faithful. But I want to encourage you to keep going, to keep waiting, right? Don't give up. Keep trusting in God because He is faithful. I just want to declare this over you, church, that as you walk with God, as a child of God, you will experience the favor of God. I want to say that again. That as you walk with God, as a child of God, you will experience the favor of God. See, as much as 2017 was a year of transformation, as much as 2018 was a year of transition, I believe for many of you in this room, 2019 is simply a year of the new horizon. A new horizon. Church, it is a new day. And whether you're 28 or 78, God is going to do something new in you this year. Just like he did for Zechariah, just like he did for Elizabeth, where you have been barren, God is bringing life. There has been dreams. There are visions placed within your heart. And you know they have remained dormant. But this is the year where that seed is coming to harvest. It's coming to harvest in the name of Jesus. A new day. A new horizon. I speak this over you today. That you could boldly stand and proclaim that this year, in these days, God has shown me his favor. And he has taken away my shame and disgrace amongst the people. See, whatever the enemy thought he was doing in your life, wherever he thought he had defeated you, I'm telling you, that is defeated in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever he thought he had robbed you, wherever he thought he had stolen something from you, God is going to restore it to you in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the year of the Lord's favor in your life. Something new is being birthed in you today. Something of life is growing in you today. And it's going to be good. And it's going to be powerful. And it's going to be beautiful. And it's going to be all to the glory and praise praise of our father hallelujah praise the lord i believe that for you church i believe that for you i'm happy because god is on the move this is his year we're going to sing this song again i would invite the worship team to come back up and i i think this song kind of describes where many of us have been but if it's you, if you've been where this song describes in this past season, I just pray that you would be able to sing this like you've never sung before. That we could rise up in faith, sing it in faith. That we'd declare, that it would get outside of this building. We'd declare to the world that the Lord has overcome it all. It's a new day with a new horizon. And this year is a year of victory in Christ Jesus.
our shame, our disgrace, it's being taken away in the name of Jesus. Every sickness has to bow its knee to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, all to the glory of God. Would you stand with us as we sing to the Lord? Praise the Lord.